Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Be Lanice Show. It's your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. I can't wait for you to hear my topic today. I'll be right back after a short commercial break. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Be Lanice Show. It is your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. So if you clicked on this podcast, it's because you want to hear about feminine and masculine energy and emotional intelligence now y'all know i have been doing interviews like crazy i was able to finally catch up with my good friend kamal and have a sit down with him because when i tell y'all he is almost like a philosopher he gives so many good gems he has so much knowledge his intelligence is through the roof and i know you all will be able to take away great gems from this podcast now i do want to let you all know that this podcast you're about to hear is pre-recorded but I just wanted to do a great introduction because when I tell y'all the conversation we just started I mic'd up I mic'd him up we just sat down and we just started talking he didn't even know I was recording in the beginning that's how candid this conversation was now I am going to introduce him in the next episode because this is going to be a two-part series but I wanted to do an introduction prior to you hearing the first or the second series so sit back relax and enjoy the show i really hope you all get nourished from this podcast that you are about to hear thank you so much for tuning in i appreciate your support and all the kind words that i get from you on a weekly basis i promise it does not go unnoticed thanks again listen up the navy and then the aerospace engineering degree at western and i think i want a minor in japanese and philosophy but that's just like, I don't, again, I don't want to add too much. Yes, to your plate. Mm-hmm. And so I have my martial arts, the two martial arts that I practice, the kung fu and then the swordsmanship, which one is hand to hand and one is a sword. So that keeps me mentally stable. Yeah, from not jumping off the rails. Do those, that's what brings you your peace. Silence brings me peace. Silence brings you peace. Okay, I like, like that. Not just like this, but like this. Like when your Silence mind your is... Because you have... We got so much stuff. Like you got a lot of stuff going on too. I, that's what I said. I'm at like a crossroad right now because I feel like I'm going through growing pains. Mm-hmm. I'm outgrowing a lot of things and yeah. people right now at this big age of mine. At this big age. Yes. And <laughs> I'm not sure what my purpose is mm-hmm. what i thought my purpose was is mm-hmm. where all of my entrepreneurial businesses stem from mm-hmm. but as i indulge like deeper into it mm-hmm. i'm coming to the realization that those things don't bring me peace like they used to they don't bring me happiness like they used to mm-hmm. and i don't know if i want to just give it up completely which is why i took a break mm-hmm. or if i just want to you know like change the route in which i'm going see and that Right there, that's a perfect segue. You talking about feminine energy? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect segue. I feel like a lot of black women and black men, we do things that are counterintuitive to our, our design. Like a lot of our women, what, what I've observed, and please correct me if you think that I'm wrong, Okay. Uh, have to operate as the men in, in society because and Eldridge Cleaver says this very, very articulately in his book, So Long Ice, in the last chapter, I think it's the second to last page, for 400 years, brothers have been asleep. Yes. So sisters have had to be pillars, yes. have had to hold the household together. And no other nation of people, white, Middle Eastern, Asian, 
it's like that. It's not. It's not. It's so not. We, our, our women can't even be women. They have to be operating in a masculine energy. All they the time. All the time. So how can we say that, you know, how can we have stability in our economy or economy, stability in our households, yes. even in our economy, yes. when the women have to go out and do the majority? Do the majority of the work. You got to have balance. You, you got to have some type of balance. So you can't even know your feminine energy because you've been forced to be in the masculine energy. But I am self-aware. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of women now, well, mm -hmm. I could say us millennials mm -hmm. with us breaking generational curses. I know more millennials trying to break generational curses than not. That's a fact. We are becoming self-aware. Mm. But it's still with that self-awareness, we still don't know how to navigate it or how mm -hmm. to use it to our best interest mm -hmm. to make it work for us because having to operate in my masculinity i don't like it but i do it because i have to mm. and it's almost like it's a, a unconscious nature to me now mm. because i've done it so much you know i've operated in it so much and it's hard to turn it off especially like within relationships mm. or in dynamics with family mm -hmm. Especially when you are the breadwinner or you like running the house, you know, it's hard to turn that off and allow your mate or your spouse to, you know, operate in his masculinity. masculinity. Yes. It's like, I wouldn't even say it's hard, it's scary. It's scary. Because you have to surrender. To surrender and take a backseat and to submit. And a lot of times it's, for me, and I can say the people that I associate with is, what are we surrendering to? A lot of men these days, as you said, been asleep for over 400 years. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're going. They mm -hmm. don't know what they want out of life. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to channel that inner peace and mm -hmm. to calm their minds or to calm their spirits. And then society holds men to such a high standard. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible. For men to live up to it. I wouldn't even say just men. I would say society holds black men. Black, yes. <laughs> yes. To an unrealistic, a unrealistic standard. The Asian man don't have the same standards. At all. The whiteness, I feel like, and, and I don't, I'm not one of those people who throw slavery around, but we have to go back to, we been asleep for 400 years because y'all knocked us out. Y'all knocked us out. And now, oh, y'all, but, and I, it, it, it's detestable when I hear brothers that say, well, you know, slave brothers say this. Oh, well, it happened so long ago. Bro, 400 years of that. Then you get civil rights era. Then yes. you get crack in the 80s. Then you get the early 2000s is the first time you really see us being us. And then throw police brutality in the mix. Mm -hmm. They still have us Stop under and their frisk. thumb. They, yes. So it's like, when can we? Catch your oh, but y'all do this and this and this. But we're are y'all and, and it's a German philosopher named Alice Miller. She talks about this. Uh, she actually well, she doesn't talk about this specific instance, but mm -hmm. she says that oftentimes people will look at the end result yes. of a thing and not what caused it. Exactly. So we can I can't be mad at a sister for not being feminine enough when I understand that you are operating in a world, my sister, that tells you not to be it. Yes. Not just tells you not to be it, but when you try to be it, you get destroyed for it. You do. You get abused for it. Yes. You get Put raped down. for it. Like they do yes. it's so much stuff that they've done to black women, like mm -hmm. and black men. 
we can't, it, we cannot, you know, we can't ignore these things. And it, it, it plays a part in why we can't love each other because truly this world has made us not love ourselves. It and we, has. And we're, we can't, I, it's, it's impossible and it's difficult to surrender to something that you don't know. Yes, and I believe it's like that because of these expectations mm. that has been set. Mm -hmm. I feel as though we're in a time right now where we need to unlearn and relearn. We need to get to the root cause of a lot of problems. Ooh. A lot of things that are going on in our society, we need to get to the root cause. But the thing of it is, is we don't know the questions to ask. Mm. We don't even know where to start. And with that being said, it's almost like the blind is leading the blind. Like, where are we going? That's where... <laughs> where are we going, sis? Where are we going? <laughs> you know? We lost. We are lost. And it's crazy because picking back to slavery, you know, we don't know where our roots come from truly. You know, mm. we have to depend on things like Ancestry.com and mm. word of mouth from our grandparents, grandparents, grandparents. Mm. And, you know, it's... It's hard, but it's, I feel like it's worth the battle. And I don't think that we are going to crack the code, but we at least are going to start it to pass mm -hmm. it down to our generation. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in a place of I don't want my, my legacy or my children to suffer or endure the things that I'm going through mm -hmm. or that I've been through. So it's unlearning, relearning, and figuring out where it started and how can I change it so, you know, they don't have to go through things too, mm. for sure. It's definitely selfless. It reminds me, uh, I just finished, let me stop saying, uh, I just re-listened to Joshua. Like, have you listened to Old Testament at all? Uh, yes, I, mm. so I just recently purchased a really big, really nice Bible and mm. I've been going through it. Well, I'm just skimming through it because Currently, I'm at a crossroads with my religion as well mm. as to, you know, where I want to go and what I want to do. So I'm like, let's get back to the source. Well, let's do this. It's not a religion. Religion is a man-made thing. I agree with you 100%. We, we, we on a different, we on a different thing. You know so what I'm when it comes to, and we gonna, let's just, let's just segue a little different place. So when it comes to Christianity, mm. and let's just deem other, um, beliefs, other beliefs. Mm. Yes. So. Uh, maybe like Buddhism or Hinduism. From what I was taught growing up is you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Okay. Are these other beliefs going to hell because they do not believe what we believe? And then is you it vice asked. versa for them? Like you do they think we're going to hell? I feel like you just asked a super loaded question. Um, my, my, my philosophy on it is this. Every man has his walk. Every man has his path. Some, even in the Old Testament, you know, there are different nations who have different gods. Okay. So, like, for example, King Solomon is a perfect example for this. You know, God gives King Solomon this wisdom. Yes. Understand who King Solomon is descended of. That is important to know. When you read this, nothing is put in this without context. And you have to read it with the context of this is what I'm trying to say it in a way that's not just just say it how you feel it because I feel like if it just be raw and uncut I feel like yeah. it would be perceived so 
Okay. I'm not supposed to have fear. God, don't give me a spirit of fear. Um, King Solomon is a descendant of Israelites. You feel what I'm saying? So knowing that every people have a different God, when God tells King Solomon, you know, he's sitting on multiple, King Solomon's sitting on women from different nations, different artists, but he started doing something that God told him not to do, which was building statues to other gods, to other gods. Yes. So this lets you know that other nations have other beliefs. But these should not be your beliefs. And we know it. I feel like we know this inherently within our spirit. Yes. As black men, when we start doing what Europeans do, yes. we suffer for it. We're suffering for it. Well, as even let's talk about the women's rights movement. Yeah. Who spearheaded that? Was it black women? Right. And so that's that's another thing, too. With mm. all of these different movements, with all of these different beliefs mm. and everything like that. When did it start? And what gave them the power or the authority to make it so, to make it come to fruition? Who deemed them powerful enough to make it a thing? You see what I'm saying? So mm. much so that it's millions of people, you know, following into it or buying into Oof. it. You about to have me, you about to, this is. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the crossroads that I'm at because okay. when someone presented this to me and I was Strong. When I say strong in my faith, I say, go ahead, go. I apologize. And those the questions that was asked to me, you know, really got my wheels turning, Mm -hmm. and I can't find the answer. Who gave men the faith? Who gave men the ability to create religions? Yes, men. So, this is. I just recently went to the Ark Encounter with Noah's Ark. You Mm -hmm. know, and God destroyed the earth. Mm-hmm. Not once, but twice, because he was upset with how things were going, and this mm-hmm. wasn't what he intended for it to be. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the very last time, you know, he like, you know what, I'm sick of it. Separate everybody, and he created Babel. So mm-hmm. everyone had this same belief, but in a different manner. Mm-hmm. So part of me felt like, okay, maybe there are about seven to ten different beliefs that god created because they all have the same backstory a messiah did come mm-hmm. he did die islam is very very it was if you read the scripture islam or the quran very and even uh there's a dude i went to high school with brother i went to high school with we were just talking because i like songs of solomon mm-hmm. he's like the prophet muhammad is mentioned uh i think that's what he said in the songs of solomon so i'm gonna go back and listen mm-hmm. but if you pay close attention, you see that there are some striking similarities, like you said. There are. But some of this stuff, people doing like, like tarot card readings and all yes. that stuff. Or, I know like, some deep spiritual brothers. My homie down south, he like, that's European. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you read this, the perspective that you should have is that this is telling you not a story, but it's like when you read a history book. Okay. And that's not the perspective that I go into it Mm-mm, with. It's not. I go into it with a, a learning mind, mm. a, um, a seeking to understand mm-hmm. or how to apply it to my life mm-hmm. for me to be a better version of myself mm-hmm. or to seek, seeking to be closer to God mm-hmm. or closer to his presence. Mm-hmm. But that's a great way to look at it because I never, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. And so like, even with that, you know, who gives men the authority? Yes. Men give men the authority. And but why? Why? Yes. What is it? I think it's loot. You know, men who are not governed by God or men who are not governed by a higher power or creator are wicked. 
in our hearts. I'm paraphrasing that, and I believe it's Luke, but I'm not one of those brothers. I don't remember every, everything. Yeah. I know I, I understand the messages behind it, but oftentimes I could tell you the book for sure, but I, the the, pre- the whole yeah, that's what that's what the Hebrew Israelites. I bumped into some of them brothers. They're real cool brothers. Yesterday we was just talking about scripture, um, but men do it just like men will say that a man control his wife that he can do what he want no that's not what god say yeah i don't think that's how that's supposed that's to you corinthians uh first corinthians 15 will tell you literally if you read it it'll say exactly like a man should submit to his a man has dominion over his wife and a wife dominion over her husband mm-hmm. when it comes to the flesh you shouldn't deny your wife sex if she wants it, you shouldn't deny your husband sex if you if you want it. And the people may say, well, that sounds like slavery. It's telling you this because even the scripture knows how powerful sex is. Mm-hmm. That's that connection, that unification, that soul tie. Facts. And if you my wife and I deny you sex long enough, what you going to go do? Get it from somewhere else. Get it from somewhere else. So you allowing, like he say, only when you going into a place where you come to an agreement with your spouse and y'all both like, oh, I'm about to pray for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. We can't have sex. Or if she on her period, should not be trying to have sex, bro. Scripture, Old Testament tell you that you should not be doing it. Removing those impurities. Can't do it, but we do this stuff. Why? Because Europeans do this stuff. Yes. And this is who we are trying to emulate. And I think that a lot of us have not died to our flesh yet. We we are ran by our flesh. And so there was a point, a period in my life where I really wanted to be like a speaker of the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a preacher, but I wanted to be a speaker of the word. Mm. But my flesh was in so much control Mm. that it's like I shied away from it because I don't want to be considered a hypocrite. Mm. I don't want to be, you know, people to look at me like, girl, you do this, this and that. And how are you going to sit up here and tell us what to do or, you know, try to give us a a word? I'm like, but, you know, we are human. Mm. But. I have never seen anyone truly die to their flesh. Mm. Um, I've seen a few pastors do it, but even they have fallen to ways of the world, mm. even after. Mm. So is it, to me, is that like an unrealistic expectation that is set? Because I, I genuinely know no one who's, do, who's done it. I know no one who is faultless without sin, even after you've confessed, you know, mm. confessed the Lord. I know no one no one mm. and so is it to me it's almost like is that an unrealistic expectation that the world mm. has set no. and because no one can live up to these expectations we just shy away from it so the, mm, that's deep let me write that down <laughs> my bad my bad let me write this down no you are fine okay 